0: Hello and welcome back to The Accommodation Show. We help accommodation owners like you get the knowledge and skills that you need to grow your business, improve your guest experience, and increase your profitability. All right, okay. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Around the Country series. Uh, You are joining us live on Facebook or on YouTube or on the podcast podcast. Um, today, I'm joined by Chris de Closey. Uh Chris, welcome aboard.
1: Thanks, Bart. It's great to be here.
0: Beautiful. Look, uh, I'm going to let you do your introductions. Let us know who you are, where you're from, what country you represent, uh, what company you represent, I mean, meant to say. But I know that you're in Queensland, um, so you're covering off that part of the country for us. But yeah, tell us everything else.
1: Excellent, thank you. Um, So uh, as Bart said, my name is Krista Closey. Um, I operate a consulting company called Switch Hotel Solutions. Um, We provide consulting support support to uh, hotels, motels, resorts uh, for all aspects of the industry, Uh, whether that be an asset management scenario or whether we provide revenue sales and marketing support. uh, We provide a, a tailored solution for all of our properties that work with us. Um, All of those solutions are unique to the property, and we use data-driven techniques to make sure that uh, we are um, identifying what works best for that property. Um, So a little bit about me, I have been in the industry, cut my teeth um, in hotels themselves, so working with Outrigger Resorts and and Mantra Group. Um, Spent 10 years with them, and then made the jump across to Expedia, um, the big bad OTA Expedia. Um, so I was with them for, for a bit years and, and saw an opportunity to start consulting for hotels and resorts and, and jumped um, straight into it. And since then we've grown to over 20 clients, um, and we now also have our own property that we manage um, just to, uh, as a bit of skin in the game as well. Um, so we're based on the Gold Coast, but we have clients all across Queensland at the moment. Um, and I, I myself, I'm a Gold Coast local, so I love this area, I love the beachside. Um, living. I was just showing Bart before the uh, the ocean. I won't show everyone that now, but um, yeah, great area to, to live in and a great area for um, tourism at the moment as well.
0: Yeah, it's, uh, it's raining outside right now where I am, so um, there is quite a bit of jealousy. But I guess that's what we, why we do what we do, right, is to be able to go and travel and to see different places and to have new experiences, which is, I guess, the best part of, of being in this industry and doing this job. Um, yeah. So thanks for for joining us. Uh, I think that the great thing about you sharing some of your experiences is that you've got a much broader sense of what's happening across the market in, uh, in the Gold Coast, coast and Queensland. Um, rather than just working one property, you might be able to say, well, Hey, this is what's happening across the board. And, um, i don't want to spend too much time focusing on where you guys were at but it would be if you can summarize quickly like the the border closures and kind of what that meant for for businesses and hotels in the local area and maybe some of those avatars that might kind of get us going and moving in in, into some more interesting topics about what's
1: next yeah of course um so the border closures had an impact on on everyone unfortunately our premier when she closed them with minimal notice um, it created a lot of uncertainty in the market. A lot of travellers uh, didn't want to get caught in border closures, so we're cancelling reservations and, and just shutting up shop, um, which did lead to um, quite a few operators losing some bookings. Um, that first border closure impacted severely. Um, we did have quite a bit of trouble happening within Queensland, but it just wasn't enough to sustain the market. Um, a lot of people were still struggling to, to get by. Um, the second border closure most recently uh, before Easter, um, we were quite, or well, not border closure, sorry, but lockdown before Easter, um, we we're quite lucky that a lot of people now have sort of understood that um, tourism is always going to be happening um, and people are starting to understand that they'll take that risk and hope that it all comes good, um, and in this case, it obviously did. Queen, uh, Brisbane was uh, reopened um, and any bookings that were potentially lost or resold almost immediately. So. Um, it was a very good time, uh, for us recently over Easter.
0: Well, Okay. So the, that lockdown happened kind of disaster phones go off the hook. Everyone's canceling left, right, and center, and then, and then rebookings. And then, and then they go, Oh, it's open again. And they rebooked or was it, was there a little bit more patience where people were like, hold on the lockdowns, it was five days, wasn't it? And then it changed to three. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And then people were like, Oh, let's just, let's just wait for a few more days before we rush and cancel that booking. Is, is that what you're saying is that people were a bit more patient?
1: Yeah, that's correct. So people were the, the first uh, lockdown that happened in Brisbane, everyone canceled. Bookings just went um, haywire in, in Queensland. Um, quite a few people tried to escape Brisbane the first time that happened and, and being on the Gold Coast, a lot of people tried to, to escape that lockdown and come in and stay here for five, six nights. Um, the second lockdown we didn't see anywhere near as many cancellations which was was good people understood that hey you know maybe it's not as bad as it's being reported Um, and that obviously led to uh, some cancellations but those cancellations were snapped up almost immediately because people who um, wanted to come and stay couldn't because the market was booked out Um, so it gave an opportunity for people to come and stay um, from other regions so you know new south wales victoria people were able to come and travel to the gold coast because there was actually availability opening up for them.
0: Yeah. Wow. Okay. So, and then just to give people context in terms of, uh, I guess we're talking a little bit broad right now in terms of cancellations and bookings, a bit more context might be helpful as well, because I guess running a, you know, some short-term rental apartments is different to hotels or, you know, tell me about that. So places were booked for Easter. Was it just everywhere was booked or was it kind of a set type of uh, Accommodation that that was was fully booked.
1: Yeah, almost every um, Every type of accommodation on the Gold Coast was booked. Um, So if you wanted to book a say a seven night stay um, You couldn't get that for anything less than about seven or eight grand for seven nights um, on the Gold Coast and especially in surface paradise um, There was just nothing in the market Um, Easter is always historically a very good time um, as it is everywhere, but um, this year more so uh, because people couldn't travel. A lot of people's plans were cancelled. A lot of people had credit notes from from previous accommodation. So um, that kind of created a perfect storm, which meant that the market was actually saturated to a point where um, there was nothing. Um, so people were were scrambling to rebook accommodation, which was um, instead of being a $7,000 booking, then with you know one or two rooms left. Uh, the prices came down to, you know, three to four grand for us overnight today, which is obviously a lot more affordable.
0: Wow. Okay. So, wow, you've caught us up quite quickly to where we are kind of right now. So Easter is coming gone. In general, uh, let's, we'll, we'll talk about what's happening with New Zealand, but let's, let's say the New Zealand bubble wasn't happening. How, how are we feeling about, uh, about, the prospects of just Australian travel into Queensland?
1: Yeah, um, without the bubble, obviously, coming into these winter months, it's always generally a quieter period for uh, any regions that we may have, especially uh, for travel. Historically, though, we we generally see a lot of southerners, so the Victorians, South Australians, and um, Sydney starters will come up to Queensland and to the Gold Coast um, specifically to escape that cold. Um, So, we find that you'll generally get a lot of longer stay bookings um, in apartment style accommodation, whether that's a a six week stay or or an eight week stay. Um, So, people are often trying to to escape that. Um, With the Inability to Just, travel. In
0: terms of avatar, that sort of demographic there. So we're talking about an, an older demographic, is that right? Or That's six correct, to yes. eight weeks. I imagine that the younger people can't afford to take that time off of work if they are working.
1: That's correct. Yeah. It was an older demographic that would historically come and travel through that period. Um, and that demographic is still coming now. So they're still making those bookings that they would always come for. Um, and then we've also noticing that because, uh, we've got that availability Obviously, now people want to travel and they, they can't go overseas. Is that we're getting a lot of those shorter three to four night stays for a, a weekend here or there coming from those those Southerners who are in that younger demographic as well.
0: Uh, and cancellation policies, uh, curious, have you guys had to adjust um, for COVID or is it like, well, you know, there's, there's such little availability, um, we don't really have to bend our, our cancellation policies as much to, to, to capture people's bookings?
1: Uh, there is still definitely availability. Um, so there's, there's not like that the Gold Coast is, uh, you know, 100% full every every night. Um, weekend trade is, is roaring, so that's always good. Um, a lot of people have reverted cancellation policies back to pre-COVID policies. Um, so obviously, through COVID, people brought their policies back to, you know, um, short cancellation terms, 24 to 72 hours, up to a week. Um, with obviously flexibility around COVID. So, you know, border closures happen, you would receive the, the credit notes or, or refunds. Um, now that the travel is starting to, to restart, people are reverting them back to their 14 days or their 30-day 30 policies. Um, not too many non-refundable policies out there at the moment, which obviously is, is better for the traveler and better for the consumer. And it gives gives them a bit of confidence to know that they can book it without having to worry too much um, about what could happen in, in the future.
0: Great. Okay. So travel bubbles opening with New Zealand. My personal story is my family's all over in New Zealand. I get a call every second day saying, have you booked the flights? Are you coming over last night before bed? Open up my phone and there's a COVID case in Auckland. I think they, it's something that, that is not unexpected. So they're not panicking too much. So, you know, but we all know that feeling of, oh, yeah, everything's opening again, it's going to be all right. And then all of a sudden it changes once again, and you kind of get a punch to the guts. But um, it's looking good. It's looking good that New Zealand, that bubble is going to happen. Um, you mentioned before we got on that you felt that uh, it would make a significant impact uh, to, to, uh, to the industry in Queensland and Gold Coast. Tell, tell me about your feelings that?
1: Yeah. So outside of China, um, New Zealand is the biggest um, inbound market into Queensland, uh, and specifically the Gold Coast, sorry. Um, so we often see that that New Zealanders make up a large portion of our of our international business. Um, for some properties and some of my clients, are up to 50% of their total business before COVID hit, um, just being a, a favourite property for, for those ones. Um, obviously with COVID now that's that's impacted that, but we've recently been reported that up to 1% of all Kiwis are living on the Gold Coast. Um, whether that's that's true or not, but it was the numbers that came out from um, from some reliable sources on the Gold Coast. Um, and obviously the, the ability then for them to travel and see family and friends back and forth. Um, we've seen that there has been an uptick in booking. So um, future bookings now are starting to to, uh, to roll in outside of the, that usual short booking window that we're currently experiencing. So we're starting to get some bookings at, at 60 plus days, which obviously pre-COVID gen, uh, didn't really happen. So 60 plus days for
0: international-
1: Sorry, during COVID.
0: International travelers or 60 plus days um, in general? like 60
1: plus, uh, 60 plus days for international travelers. Um, so the, the domestic travelers are still booking within that short booking window. Um, Mm -hmm. Which is we're sort of looking at about 7 to 21 is kind of the sweet spot for a lot of clients at the moment Um, But yeah with the uh, with the international trouble, we're definitely noticing that that is starting to uh, to blow out a little bit Which is very good
0: Let's uh, let's see if we can uh, drop a bomb here and and try to try to um, Expand the horizons for some people that are looking at that Kiwi market. Do you have any tips in terms of? um, what to do so Kiwi market's open. Yep. Great. Um, I'm on, I'm on the OTAs, uh, you know, what, what you know, I've got to post on Facebook saying, come, come to my place from, from New Zealand. Any, any practical tips that you would have in terms of appealing to that particular market in terms of yeah. marketing?
1: Uh, so the best thing that I can always suggest to anyone is to put yourself into the shoes of the customer first. Um, So, you can go onto Expedia or whatif.com for the New Zealand site, so you can see how your property uh, looks on that international platform. You can see their discounts that they may be running for other suppliers or or other things. Um, Put yourself in the shoes of the customer and look at it from a customer's perspective as to why would somebody book my property over booking a competitor's property. Um, So that is, of course, getting on with the OTAs and making sure that you're looking at that. Um, there are strategies that you can do uh, to target international travellers. So, for example, on Expedia and Booking.com, you can create an international discount that is targeted to New Zealand um, travellers. So, it might not be available to the Australian public, but you can create it to target those um, travellers coming from uh, overseas. And you can tailor that not just for New Zealand as, as future bubbles continue to open, you could target Thailand or Singapore or Fiji. Um, so, you have all those opportunities to target those new. Uh, markets that may be traveling into the area. That's
0: brilliant. And can you? So I, I take it with your pricing. Your pricing has to be the same for all markets. You can't just bump it up for in, for international travelers and then and then then discount it again. Can
1: you? No, unfortunately, channel managers don't give that kind of flexibility. Um, you could if you had an international OTA. So say, for example, if you're working with someone who is exclusively in New Zealand. Um, but these days. You know your, your production comes from a couple of big guys so it's very difficult to um, to strategize around that.
0: Cool awesome okay so so in general you're feeling is optimistic. Um, you're feeling good. you've uh, just recently picked up uh, I think you said 20 rooms uh, so that's I mean you're doubling down, you're going for it. you think the things are going to be good.
1: Yeah, that's correct. So, um, as I mentioned before, I, I've recently acquired one of my clients just as a as a letting business. So, um, you know, twenty three rooms in a in the letting pool within a building in Surface Paradise. Um, so very optimistic about how things are looking for travel. Obviously, it's it's still going to be tough. It's not going to be a, an easy road, um, and I think we're not out of it just yet. Um, But all the signs are optimistic the numbers that we're seeing and the future bookings that are starting to come back in We are starting to return to some kind of normality And I think as we continue to have more vaccine rollouts and and, you know more international travel bubbles open We'll get back to that normality because Australia is always going to be seen as the safe place um, To travel and you know same with New Zealand, but at the same time everyone has always wanted to come to Australia They've always wanted to travel here before but now so uh, now more so it's uh, it's even more reason for them to come here because we have COVID under control so well.
0: Awesome. Look, this is a this is a really simple, straightforward interview. It's great. Like I feel I feel that we've really covered off on 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 what's happened, what's happening, where it's going to go. Um, if we if we think as well in terms of those changes in terms of travel, I think that you're absolutely right that. Uh, You'll have different pockets that will open up and they may close down again um, with time. I don't think, And, and that's going to be ongoing over the next few years, uh, rather than worldwide travel being coming back to what it was, because you can see that there are countries that are spiking at the moment. Um, so I think that the, the one great thing to learn from this as well is that um, you want to look at those markets and have your OTA strategy set up so that then when those markets open, then you can sort of plug into them and and then create some more demand and and build your databases and do everything else that you need to do to try to get more guests coming through. Uh, Is there anything else that we're missing or that I haven't asked about that you'd like to share?
1: Uh, I would just uh, share that people need to not underestimate the power of social media, Um, especially in this current day and age with bubbles continuing to open. Um, and the power of word of mouth. So uh, I think Nick has touched on it before about creating great experiences for guests. Um, you know, it's sometimes it doesn't hurt to just to pick one or two guests out that you're going to go above and beyond for and do something a little bit more unique for them because um, I think you'll find that those kinds of guests will be your, um, your promoters next time that they're talking about their holidays. They'll be the ones who tell all their friends that they need to go and stay with your property or they need to go and stay um, in your region because they've had such a great experience. And it's easy to identify those guests to do it for as well because those are the guests that are already engaging with you on social media channels before they've even come to stay. Um, So whether they're messaging you on Facebook or, or they're commenting on your Instagram that they're really excited to come and stay, those are the ones that we need to target.
0: Yeah, and I think you're absolutely right, that that experience of, of someone booking off, they are communicating with you on your socials, that's a high value prospect for you. Uh, they're not communicating with you for the fun of it, they're doing it because they like you, because they want to be there, they want the experience, they're excited. So capturing that's going to be super important. I think the other thing with social media that I've noticed is the response times that you really need to put in, have to be super quick nowadays. And either you do it yourself or you've got someone doing it for you or using uh, technology to get back to people. That's going to be super important over the next six to 12 months, um, to, to, to deliver that level of expectation. Cause if you're not doing it, guarantee that someone else will do it. And then that customer will quite simply just move across. Um, look chris i i love the fact that you've joined the community i love that you've got huge experience i love that you're a doer and that you're getting out there and you're building and you're doing and uh I, you can really tell because whenever we talk wherever we we conversate it's it's always your time is always limited you're just doing a lot of stuff and i love it that you don't have too much time to spend with me on social and doing stuff because you're out there and you're really hitting goals so congratulations mm-hmm. um look i the I, I love to support people like yourself. I like to see Australian success. Um, I like to see people doing well within the community, be it if you're a novice and you're just getting in, or if you're more well-established or you're starting a new company, um, you know, we've all got a lot to, to impart and to share. So thanks for sharing some of your little tips. Um, and, uh, you know, these are tips that people can go and start to action today. And I don't like to put too many in one episode. So, uh, so thanks a lot. And we'll see you around. Um, just to tie off, is there anything that, uh, the community can do to you as a, to, to pay it forward or, um, anything you'd like to, to end on.
1: Um, No, always open for a conversation if anyone would like a a hand or just a quick uh, uh, update or has any questions that they'd like, please feel free to reach out to me directly, Uh, whether that's through Facebook, uh, LinkedIn, or through my website, Um, I'm always open to to helping anyone that I can. Beautiful.
0: Thank you so much. Have a good rest of the week, and um, I'm sure that our paths will cross again very soon. Thanks a lot. Thank you so much for listening to the show. You can find us at theaccommodationshow.com where you can find all the show notes, links to resources we have talked about and transcripts from the show. I really do appreciate you listening. And if you'd like to support the show, then please subscribe, leave a comment and share it with others.